Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Well, let's just get it out of the way and put it to bed. Okay. I broke a microphone in Top Tree Studio. Everyone has brought it up to me. Everyone has not let me forget it. So I would like to just put it on wax, press it, and ship it, and just say, yeah, I broke a fucking mic. Yeah, they're calling it a glazer. When there was a a TV broken at an event here the other day, and uh, Mark was like, yeah, it got glazered. I'm now a word that a means verb. broken. Yeah, I'm a verb. Yep. I'm a broken verb. Yeah, your verb means to fuck something up to the point where it is no longer useful. Damn. Got glazered. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I thought I would just say sorry, but now no, I'm not sorry at all. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all need to fix your lives. N- no, everyone around here knows that uh you break things. I did. Yeah. Wow. And now I'm also being blamed for a TV. And life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, man. What do you think, uh, what would you like glazered to mean if you had your choice? Like always hits a three-pointer, swish, no rim. Oh, he gla- that guy glazers on the court? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Or just in life, in comedy and life? Yeah, he's just full of swishes in life. Every His whole yeah. life is a swish. A swish. Yeah. Okay. That's what I wish it was. What would Gibson be? A Gibson? You got Gibsoned. Feels like you got like punched in the head or something. It does you know sound I mean? like a Gibson. <laughs> yeah, you got Gibsoned. Yeah, I got Gibsoned. I got like yeah, or like shoved coming out of a bar or something. You know, like gave you a Gibson. surprise attack from the side. It does. It sounds like yeah. an elbow to the ribs. Yeah, a Gibson. Yeah, I got like thumped in the gut. So if you get glazered and Gibsoned, you get broken and then punched. <laughs> no, I don't want it to be that. I want it to be like a swish and a kiss. A swish and a kiss. Yeah, I would like Gibson to be to mean like like a little little light little nice kiss on the cheek, like from a friend. Oh, that's a, a friendly nice cheek pack. I did have a terrible ex write a song about me that was called Gibson, and uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> Before we get into it, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And good relationships with fun people. Yeah, Casey's. Like Meredith Casey. Yeah, our VIB this week. Our beautiful guest. Um, So what was, can you just give me a snippet of the lyrics of a Gibson tune? Uh, I can't remember what the whole deal was, but he was just uh super mad because we'd had an awful breakup and then I had slept with someone else after we broke up. Like we were not in a relationship That's anymore. legal. And I- As much as it hurts, it's legal. Yep. And I hooked up with someone else and he wrote this whole song called Gibson about like um, how I was like, it was like, I'm ordering a Gibson trying on another man's jacket. I don't even know. He was like a bad songwriter. I was, was going like, to say, it's like stupid. a bad Yeah, he was it's terrible and stupid. But I, he did send it to me. He put it on SoundCloud and sent it to me. And he was like, here you go. And I was like, whatever. Ew, dude. Ew. Dude, what are you, 13? <laughs> this, this was like a 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, please. I mean, like, most great art comes from pain. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the one of the worst things is when someone is not a good artist yes. trying to make art for their pain that to me is equally as heartbreaking right well arguably this person actually was a good artist who had had some success as an artist and had made cool stuff but it doesn't matter how good an artist you are if you're making something from a bad place from a place of fear like we talk uh with meredith about like if you're making it doesn't matter how great you are if you're making something that's from a weird bad place that thing is never going to be cool or good and that song was definitely not it was like yo what's up i don't even want to go find it because no. i can imagine that it's just hacked i think he took it down i'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore yeah I mean, it got I three know. streams google it and let me all know, from him yeah <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> um how was the rebound sex uh you know rebound sex is like it's so tricky i wish i could say that it was great it actually was great and it was great in the sense that it was exactly what i needed in that moment which yep. was to sort of like you know, dust off that old relationship and just be like, now I'm out in the world again. And that's what it was. So that's most rebound sex, right? It's never like, it's never with someone where you're like, oh, finally we can be together. Yeah. That's never what it is. It's like, I need to dust 
I need to like shake the blanket. I need to sh- yeah, shake out this picnic blanket. Yeah. And resettle it for new ants. <laughs> <laughs> I did like I'm not I'm not a hooky uppy kind of person. Like I haven't had very many hookups in life. Um that one was definitely like it was extremely intentional because I was like I really truly just need to yeah, like r- listerine this m- <laughs> mouth out or whatever i don't even know can so i give mixed you one? metaphors yes please give me one um clean the blood out of the ew okay <laughs> <laughs> i i needed to well the other time that i uh did have a hookup was when i went to greece and my friend allison was like you know i was like just in the fucking ashes of a relationship and allison was like you're gonna go do like a stella gutter groove back moment and i have never seen that movie but i did go to greece and there was this like one moment at this hostel with this beautiful young guy and he just like gave me a ton of compliments and just made me feel great and I was like oh I get it like I'm never going to see this person again and this is kind of like a perfect moment to that's awesome allow myself to feel good through someone's eyes who like truly has no context for me other than like he just thinks I'm cool yeah and um so that was really nice but um yeah I think that like a a well-timed hookup with uh you know safe with you know really no strings attached can just be super therapeutic yeah you know that is good therapy. i think you do know right? i do know yeah yeah uh all of my rebounds have been exactly that like yeah. therapeutic no strings attached mm-hmm. we're probably not even going to talk to each other again to be honest right like it was like yep right we get it okay M- mutually see you agreed upon yep good thanks good job us yeah yeah you just gotta like rinse out the uh ziploc after the sandwich has been in there for a really long time (laughs) how's that is that a good one (laughs) i just throw that ziploc away (laughs) (laughs) um i want to shout out sumo snacks yes as we do our news this week can we double dip let's double dip double dip some chips some sumo snacks uh sponsoring the grublet gazette and they are so fantastic they've sent us all these amazing flavors they've got ranch they've got classic cheese they've got spicy they're coming out with some new flavors that i'm really excited about we haven't tried yet yeah and they have these 10 milligram bags right now they're launching 100 milligram bags as well which is Very exciting. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. A hundred MG bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Yo, I will tap the crumbs into my mouth. Perfect for a picnic. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's such a, so we'll do like, um, if you live in LA, there's like movies in the cemetery that yes. you can go to. At the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. At the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which mm-hmm. is cool because like you can see like Marilyn Monroe's grave if you're into that. Um, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and to bring a big thing of sumo snacks to watch a movie in the cemetery would it's be awesome. so fun yeah because you can't technically smoke um but so it's perfect like an opportunity to bring some edibles to a movie night it's mm-hmm. like a choice and you can walk there from my neighborhood yeah and, just, and if you don't live in la just go to the cemetery yeah just go to the cemetery and get high and get high bring you know? some sumo snacks to your favorite cemetery commune with the ancestors yeah it's a good thing to do it actually is a good thing it's a do. very good thing to do communing with the ancestors very important yeah yeah so there cool. you go oh and um they are also it's Free talk samples. to dead people. Eat some edibles. Talk to dead people. That's all we need to say. <laughs> What's the news this week, Mary? Uh, you were going to say free samples. If you go to sumosnacks.com, you can get um, non-medicated uh, free samples. Mm-hmm. and uh, Of yeah. every flavor. And they're fucking awesome. They are fucking awesome. So the Grubla Gazette this week is a very fun story, uh, which is that Minnesota accidentally legalized THC edibles. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm reading this from Mother Jones. The headline says, Minnesota just legalized edibles after a Republican didn't read the bill. So um, basically, THC-infused edibles and beverages are now legal in Minnesota because this law was passed. It was included in a health and human services funding bill, and the measure got through because a key Republican state senator who co-chaired the committee that passed it didn't read the text closely enough. Um, he thought it was just regulating existing CBD products that were sourced from hemp that wouldn't get you high. Um, there's a great quote in here. He says, I thought we were doing a technical fix and it winded up having a broader impact than I expected. Um, supposedly after the whole House and Senate voted unanimously for the amendment, then this senator said, well, that doesn't legalize marijuana. We didn't just do that. <laughs> And they were like, uh, actually, you did. And then another Democratic state representative said, oh, are you kidding? Of course you have. Of course you have. <laughs> it just yeah, must yeah, have yeah. been a whole hullabaloo. Like, wait, what did we just do? Man, I love our elected officials just falling into the right, 
you know side of history it's fantastic it's you know so there there are definitely uh some definitions that will have to come to uh legalize who can actually sell said edibles but um currently well, you know it's, he's not going to read that so just p- whatever you think is right throw it across his desk it's the only state in america that has legalized only edibles for recreational use <laughs> And uh, it's kind of fantastic. It's a bright spot in, in some stormy, weird days with uh, with national news. Right. So this is pretty great. Oopsie daisy. Whoops. The oopsie daisy amendment. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. Mm-hmm. I just didn't read it. And then I said, I yep, just, I'm in. Yeah. I didn't read the thing that I'm voting on. That's so crazy. And I feel like probably fairly common, definitely more common than we realize. Well, every time some documents get released, it's always like 200 pages of very small print. I'm like, no government official is reading this before it's getting passed. There's no, no way Mitch McConnell, like with his old crypt keeper fucking hands, is reading 200 pages of anything. No, Yertle the Turtle has interns do that, and they are underpaid and overworked, so and something will get through. Absolutely. Yeah. And in this case, Sumo Snacks and Edibles. Yeah, like, Sumo Snacks, cow. now legal in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't read the terms and conditions of like, you know, you know like you buy anything. And you have so to read right. all of that insane, and you're like, ah, it's fine. And then you sign it, and then sometimes... I mean, I know you've had that experience of signing something where you're like, oh, fuck, what did I just do? What I've I also did. had that experience. Yeah. And also, with the that's so crazy. It is a terms and conditions. And you're just like, yeah, except. Oh, well. Because like, what am I going to do? Go right to Apple and be like, hey, I redlined your uh, yeah. terms and conditions for podcast downloads. <laughs> I did have a cool um, typo in a contract that wasn't read carefully enough on the part of my landlord. I was living in this amazing apartment in Chelsea and um, they were trying to get us to move out because someone had bought the building and they wanted to tear it down, which they ultimately did. But we got an extra year in the building because of a typo because they had fucked up the like move out or renewal date of some, I can't remember what it was, but it was a date fuck up on their part that yeah. they had then signed. And um, my boyfriend, Scott, at the time had really carefully gone through it and he was like, there's got to be something in this lease where we can like not get thrown out of our home. And he found this date and we went to a lawyer and the lawyer was like, oh yeah, you can stay, you can stay there. And so we had a, a whole extra year in the apartment. We threw some ragers and then they actually paid us to leave. I think they gave us like $12,000 to get the fuck out finally. That's awesome. Because we were trying to renew. We're like, nope, we're just going to stay here like yeah. little city rats. <laughs> <laughs> well so, played. Yeah. Read your contracts. Yeah. I guess. That's For real. the story. <laughs> I, um, do you want to get to Buds of the Week? Do we yeah. have to keep this thing a little bit right I think we tight? do because we had such a cool loosey-goosey hang with Meredith. Yeah. Really yeah. good talk. I feel really good right now. Yeah. She's a good person. Right. You know, that she radiates that good good energy it's yeah. real nice i feel cool and good well my butt of the week this week if you don't mind me going first Please. is that okay yeah um you weren't ready a, at all well it's because gabrus is texting me oh gabrus uh, get out of here get out of here <laughs> <laughs> shut up gabrus yeah hey you're about to be on the pod but if you listen to this one shut the fuck yeah, up gabrus jesus christ oh because you're on a true tv like, yeah <laughs> i know i like love how he's podcasts so... and you're Fucking famous. Shut he's up. He's so charming that he just sneaks into other guests' podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's that He's that good. <laughs> yeah, he's that good. Look, he's in Meredith's podcast now. Just as she was leaving, she was like, I love Gabrus. Now here we are talking about Gabrus in our intro to Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So my butt of the week this week, um, I got to tour with him through Colorado. Strange Humorist is his Instagram, at Strange Humorist. His name is Jordan. He's a really interesting artist a really great comedian and i just want to shout out his show because he's bringing it to los angeles he's going to start trying to do it monthly here um and his show is called low art forms and it's a really interesting concept that in colorado i think it was in colorado ended up being this massive monthly show in an art gallery and what they do is they go find thrift store art Mm. and then they have comedians write jokes and like roast the art and then do sets and then the art is auctioned auctioned off uh, some of it for charity, some of it not. Um, but like, check out all of the art that they find at thrift stores. Oh, this is very fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Terrible. And so check out Crazy at Strange art. Humorist, and that'll link you to his show. He's going to be doing it monthly here in LA. And uh, just a really great comic and a good artist himself. He takes a lot of um, tiny magazine clippings and mm-hmm. puts them all together in these collages that become these like weird, beautiful adult swim like you know mind yeah. mind fucks he's really talented i'm excited to follow strange humorous this is 
fucking man it's crazy how many people like to paint their pets but they have no talent so it just looks like nightmares <laughs> yeah yo do not if you cannot paint do not paint your pet don't paint your pet it looks like a demon <laughs> um my butt of the week is my friend scarlet who i spent most of july 4th weekend with bobbing around in her pool she's a very cool fun hang and she's a great filmmaker she actually wrote a short film called bipolar and cheese that i think you can get on amazon and and her Instagram is Scarletta Perez. And Scarlett's just like, I don't know, working in the industry in Hollywood, making it and, and uh, also just being a great person and the best hang. And she makes me laugh really hard. She said something that made me laugh that I'm still thinking about, which was, if you can't tone it, tan it. <laughs> which is like her motto that she basically lives by because she's just perfectly tanned because she basically just spends all day in her pool when she can. She's uh -huh. like, yeah, if you can't tone it, tan it. And I was like, I'm going to use that. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, thanks, Scarlett, for just being an awesome hang and for having me over to your beautiful home. And with RVIB, I think we opened with me apologizing for my time at Scarlet. So that's a perfect tie-in to Meredith, our guest this week. Our fabulous guest, Meredith Casey, the funniest, coolest loveliest, best joke writer, fucking awesome human. I'm so glad that I met her through you. Yeah, I really like uh, this interview in particular because I feel like we went and took a trip with her. Yes. And I'm excited for when we all take another type of trip together in the future. Yes. Yeah. I am too. It was a really fun hang. So. Uh, before we get to it, uh, leave a review. Yes. Click five stars, whether it's on Spotify, Apple iTunes, wherever it is. Um, if you want to bump us up in the algorithm, please do by leaving a review or leaving a five-star click. It's a big help. And thank you to all of you who have written us emails. It's always really lovely to get uh, messages in our inbox hearing what you want to hear from us, who you want us to cover, who you want us to talk to, cool stories that you're experiencing around the country as you know more and more states figure out legalization and other states have yet to come online. Like We just love hearing from from y'all yeah about that stuff and lastly if you can trick your um elected officials into legalizing weed go for it yeah go it sounds for pretty it pretty fucking easy good job minnesota <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado here's our interview with meredith casey Buffalo yes. Slots. Buffalo Slots is a perfect name for a strip club. <laughs> My kind of ladies, too. <laughs> Buffalo Slots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can picture them. Just some that's real the one out near the airport. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's the strip club out near the airport. It's yeah. like in the Marriott. Yeah, and all the strippers are built like refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can take a punch. Like, yeah, really with the little legs mm -hmm. and then big up top. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Slots. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That rocks. Yeah, it does. What up, Meredith? What's up? How's we're, it going? We're doing it. We're doing it. I'm so excited to be here. I love you guys. Do uh, I need to keep coming up? I was just going to say, you can move the microphone okay. towards you. Okay, how's it? Oh, I'm oh learning, no. I'm learning about codependency. And we're back. So we were just talking about how you ruin everything you touch. <laughs> Honestly, that's not untrue. That's how I feel about myself. I just came from a super crazy therapy session with Peter. And so yeah. I'm feeling a little frazzled right now yeah. so that's why i'm also being aggressive towards everyone around me mm. is, because is that I'm, how you feel after therapy yeah i oh, feel really? i get like angry and i get frazzled sometimes oh, and really? i didn't get to go on my long walk afterwards mm. and so sorry that i'm yelling at you <laughs> did you have a breakthrough recently no yes. i feel like usually when i break through the therapy then i get a little frazzled frazzled but mm -hmm. usually after therapy i feel good yeah uh, i did recently have a breakthrough and so it's still fresh in my existence you know, it's metabolizing as we speak it is actually yeah all yeah. the little stardust particles it. are coming back together to make a new better me do you nice. know what therapists should do they should have before and after pictures of, of like <laughs> you know how like dentists will be like hire me here's yeah. a here's a fucked up smile here's a good smile mm -hmm. they should do that but for therapy oh yeah but then you'd look like shit <laughs> your after would look yeah. so bad the sunken eyes <laughs> just real haggard <laughs> Yeah, totally. So unhappy. I am angry. fixing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think my therapist could make bank with a before and after. When she got her hands yeah. on me, I was a, I mean, not that I'm not a wreck right now, but like I was a worse wreck. Oh, God, I was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, you look great. So I was going to say, you're doing Charlotte Tilbury Foundation. Nice. <laughs> her name's Charlotte? No. Your therapist is Charlotte Tilbury? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a makeup her friend? Name, I, I don't, her name is. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, we'll bleep it out. Bleep it. Bleep it. <laughs> um, she rocks. She's the best. I love her. Nice. How long have you been hanging out with her? About five years we've been hanging out. Cool. Nice. <laughs> My first therapist I had, uh, it was a, I should have just said no right away uh-huh. because um, I'd never gone to therapy before and she was two months pregnant oh. and she was like, so in six to seven months, right. I will be leaving. And I was like, cool, because I'm kind of here to talk about ama- abandonment issues. So like, how it's wonderful fitting. that I'm going to build this bridge with you and then you're going to foist me onto somebody else. And yeah. I should have just from jump been like, okay, well then not with you. What are you doing? But you stayed with her? I did. And was it bad when she had to leave? Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back for another year mm-hmm. after that because I was like, oh, I guess everyone leaves you because mm-hmm. they have their own shit to do and focus mm-hmm. on. So go fuck these people. Have you ever ran into a therapist out in public? <gasps> Ooh, that sounds awful. That sounds terrible. So they can't, they have to ignore you. Really? So I ran into my therapist a few times out in public. And I remember, I also have very bad abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. So I remember we were in a um, Los Fields bakery. And I was like, Susanna, Susanna, hey, Susanna, it's me. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she's like, why? And then I remember being like, like hurt, like she just ignored me. And then I talked to her about it the next session. I go, hey, like you straight up ignored me. Did you see me? And she's like, oh, I saw you. <laughs> oh, we all saw you. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <clears throat> you just ignored me. She's like, you bring up a good thing, you know, therapist, it, it's dangerous for us to, you know, acknowledge or talk to our patients outside because then we could reveal you if somebody knows I'm a therapist and knows, you know, that you're somebody might know that I'm your therapist. And I was like, I don't care if anybody knows. Tell everybody. I love you. I love you, Susanna. <laughs> they got that in common with weed dealers. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be like, hey, what's yeah. up? What's up? You still got that the, Molly dude? Yeah. Molly. You're like <laughs> mouthing Molly. Molly. That shit yeah. was great. Yeah. You still got that validation, baby? Yeah. <laughs> um Ooh. but she was like, Yeah, we can't I which I th- believe to be true like i'm sure she's t- she, i love her she's great she wouldn't lie about that but there's a part of me that thinks like oh she just doesn't want to have to do work mm-hmm. oh like imagine if like i was crazy and i was like Susanna, oh thank god i saw you you know not crazy i shouldn't say crazy right. but imagine if i was in dire straits and i was like i this awful thing happened Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank God you're at the mall. Following her from store to store. <laughs> oh my God. What are the chances? You're in Joshua Tree too? Yeah. <laughs> totally. That is like um, how if somebody reveals they're a doctor and somebody's like, oh, well, perfect time to talk about my shoulder. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, we're at a barbecue. Or like yesterday, exactly. when you say to people, do you say you're a comedian to people? I try not to. Because of them then wanting to be entertained oh that yes. was wild yeah. yeah i watched that happen, to that happen yesterday to at a barbecue and this guy just started telling terrible one-liners and i was blackout drunk by this point <laughs> dry june is over folks <laughs> so that's that that is a great example like now i understand the therapy thing because yeah when i'm like in in a uber or something i never tell anybody that i'm a therapist so did he ask you to, that i'm a therapist did he ask you to do some jokes no he he wanted mike to laugh at his jokes and here's and what I him. here's what I found out from Mary Jane <laughs> that I said after each of his jokes because I don't remember any of this. I said, "I'm so much funnier than any of that." <laughs> and then I was like, "We should probably go." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's true. It is true. And it also, true. that's what you get. Thank you. Right. But also, time to go. <laughs> it's also, time to go. <laughs> yeah. Time to leave. Sorry, Scarlett. Um, yeah. And and your friends. But I felt at the time I can I can still f- I don't remember this yesterday, but I can feel myself being protective over the art of comedy and yeah. what people think is okay to say to me as a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I I know one because I was drunk and it had been a while since I drank. Um, but I was like. I think I have to defend comedy against this idiot. Yeah. I have to defend my mm-hmm. art form and mm-hmm. what he thinks this art form is. Mm-hmm. You dummy, I'm funnier than that shit. Yeah. And I think that's where it was coming from, was like yeah. a defending the the thing I love the most. Also, you know, it's like, so I did a um, a great show. I think you should do it. It's like a comedy. It's like a pole dancing show with stand-up. Mm. But I was thinking about, you know, I think what might have bothered you about that guy was that he thinks he can do it. And same with pole dancing, where you think you can do it until you get on the pole and you're like, oh, this is hard. 
Like, you know, like it takes a lot of effort to pole dance. Yeah. So my problem is like assholes like that where it's like, oh, I got this really great joke. You can use it if you want to. It's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm and okay. and that is the equivalent to them holding onto the pole and making that squeaking sound yeah, as yeah. they slide all yeah, the way yeah, down yeah, it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's Just like, lying oh, no, on this the ground. is hard. Yeah. It is entertaining. But like, like there's a lot of work and talent and strength that goes into hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm what I'm hearing you say is I should get blackout drunk more often. Yeah. And, and yeah. yell at people. And yell yeah. at people. Teach lessons. That you're funnier. <laughs> that I'm funnier. Just that's a up cool and down thing. sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm funnier than all you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, are you enjoying comedy right now? Are I you am. having fun? I am. Cool. Why? Um <clears throat> I feel like before. I was always really rigid with comedy, with stand-up, with stage presence, and I feel like I've been finding a little bit more um, freedom on stage and a little bit more joy in talking to people, and um, that's been fun for me. That's to, awesome. To branch out from your your well-constructed, solid I would comedy. hide behind that. Oh. And now I feel like I'm a little bit like coming out of hiding and a little bit of kind of like um more of a relationship where it's like have you read sex with a guy who's clearly using you to masturbate like that's all you are wow that's how i felt with the audience where i'm like oh i'm just masturbating but now i'm like i want to have sex with the audience yeah and i want us both to enjoy it and i i'm having so much more joy being like curious about them but also yeah. you know you have to tell jokes and shit like that but I don't you know, gotta I'm, get I'm off too. a little bit more freedom in it that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the last time I saw you, uh, I mean, I, you have a joke that I'm sure that almost any woman who's ever had a child, when they see you perform it, repeats it because it's so perfect. Oh, which one is it? About, I, well, I can't tell you your joke. It's the one about um, the bikini wax. A haircut. The, oh, the, blow you, your brains out? Yeah, will you tell it? Sure. It's, um, <clears throat> oh, shit. Um, I like <clears throat> I really want to have another kid I really want to have another kid but I hated being pregnant because I just got so much unwanted advice like literally I'd be walking down the street and a little old lady would pop out of a bush and just be like all mammals eat the placenta <laughs> <laughs> and this one lady I'll never forget this she walked right up to me and she put her hand on my belly and she just goes be sure to shave your pubic hair before you give birth so the doctor can see what he's doing and I was like I'm not going to shave my pubes before I give birth. That's like getting a haircut before I blow my brains out. It's <laughs> truly <laughs> no point. Do it. He laughed. It's so, it's so it's, good. It's, it's so fucked up and so yeah, funny. Thank you. And so good. And I just have never forgotten it. Thank you. It's and a real. Every time a friend of mine has a baby, I'm like, I think about you and your joke. I remember it was so funny because when she told me not to like to shave my pubes, so I'm like, dude, what do you think goes on down there? Yeah. Like you think a little tuft of hair is going to. So he can see? Blah. Yeah, he just gets down there and he's like, pubes. It's like your doctor was around in the 80s most likely. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like the 70s. Like we're used to pubes. Yeah. Also, there aren't pubes like inside your vagina. I did want to be like, have you ever seen your own vagina? Yeah. Lady? Do you know what a vagina is? Have looks you like? ever taken a mirror to that thing? Yeah. It's not like a fucking, the inside is like fur lined. <laughs> or there's yeah. like multiple holes and like paths and avenues, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's not all that confusing. Yeah. It's not an alien. It's a it's a pussy. Yeah. How do you feel about comedy these days? Oh, well, my comedy has um, gotten 10 times better since taking two years off. Good. Because of the pandemic. I am more vulnerable, honest. I'm making better connections with the audience. Yeah. And I don't have time for bullshit but yeah. i'm also sillier than i've ever been nice with my lack of um suffering any fools so mm, i'm having a lot lovely. more fun that's lovely i love that silly yeah mm -hmm. um yeah and i feel like your relationship with like the, your se sex relationship with the audience mm -hmm. is that you're really good at the foreplay part mm -hmm. you make them all warm you juice them up real good yeah they get all wet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah they it's a every seat they slip off you're yeah <laughs> slip and slide yeah just sitting in puddles it's the stinkiest shows i mean yeah, his yeah. shows it's just reeks of pussy when just you walk wet in. pussy <laughs> wet pussy what does a mike glazer show smell like <laughs> 
Can we timestamp that? Write them hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love the audience. You, both of you guys are so lovable. And I know you don't do stand-up, but your stand-up is so, the crowd loves you right away because you have so much to love and people just want to love you. You have that thing that you can't teach. When I had my beard, um, I it actually hurt my comedy. Oh, really? Because I think that I looked like a very specific type of dude on stage. And so I had to work quickly to show what that pers- what my persona actually is because yeah. come in wearing a big fucking dumb beard and a sweatshirt and they're like, oh, this guy's going to talk about Trump and how women are dumb and he's mm. awesome and all that. And so I immediately had to do like some like things that I really enjoy, which is like being affable and being nice. Yeah. Um, but without a beard, I I um I feel like off jump, people are like, oh, he seems like he's a nice guy. And then mm-hmm. I try to be a nice person on stage yeah. and it works out a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. saying we're lovable. You yeah. guys are so, you guys like the have, nicest. You exude it, dude. <laughs> Whoa. It's all when, nice. you, when you walk on stage, Thanks. like, like, are you one? Are you constantly asking yourself in comedy, like, who am I? What, what do I want to give off constantly. up there? Constantly, right? Well, you know what? Every time before I go on stage, I'm constantly like, I can't do this. I don't think I can do this. Mm. I can't do this. And then I get on stage and I do it and like I did it. Yep. Thank God. And then it's so fun. And then it's so like, I think there's a part of like that thought that artists need sometimes where it's like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you do it and you're just like, oh, okay, I can do it. I remember uh, learning that Judy Dench suffers horrible stage fright. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I used, uh, when I was acting, it was there was always that moment of terror right before you go on stage and then you just like have a sip of water you take that breath you get on there and then you feel like breathing you're... <sighs> yeah i did do stand up for the first time this year mike gave me a spot on the 420 show hell yeah and so i went to a bunch of open mics and like i wrote <gasps> some stuff and i got up in front of i don't know it was a big crowd i mean was... how'd you do how'd you feel I felt great because I I love being on like I was you know when I was acting I was that was like my church I was like this is where I'm happiest this is where yeah. I feel most um, content and like I'm in the right place and so yeah. stepping on stage again doing comedy I felt like I was in the right place but that I was very out of my element because mm-hmm. um, you know my, I don't have my my brain doesn't work the way your brains work you know. Well, so. my brain doesn't work like his and vice versa. Your brain is also different. Everyone's different. Yeah. And there's no right way to write a joke. Yeah. And there's no right way to be funny. I just don't know anything Unless about structure. I'm just a storyteller. Like I just tell, I tell silly stories about like dumb the moth. things. I might like, I should check out you know, the, the moth. the moth has an open mic. The story slams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's at that bar in Silver Lake. Yeah, I should check yeah. it out. Because also, I think the other thing is that I like so much of my stuff is about just like stuff that I haven't worked through yet. And I think mm-hmm. what I'm really learning, sitting, talking to comedians about is like you can't you can't address something that's difficult through your comedy unless you've really worked through it. Mm-hmm. You can't get up and oh, talk that's about so true. problems unless you have dealt with said problem. And I have learned that the hard way. Right? You have? Oh, my God. I've definitely said stuff on stage where I'm like, I could cry. Oh god! <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Well, they feel it. And they're like, is this bitch gonna cry? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever seen that? Have you or, or experienced that? Like, did you get to a place where you had a, a sort of like an emotional? I got to a place where I felt moment. like I I could almost cry, but I've never cried on stage. I think if you're you know if you're there for theater or something where of course it's called for, but on stage I don't know. Is there room for a comic to cry? No. No. Can I tell you a story? Yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, this is based on a bit. It's on based on your hand temp bit, though. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Sure. Um, so I won't do your bit, but it's based on hand tenting, men who hand tent. Yeah. And um, what's hand? This tent? is the the joke was uh, uh, Daily Show. Um, what's his fucking name? Noah. Trevor Noah. Trevor yeah. Noah. That's who I was gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he was doing a thing where he was talking very seriously about something, and we knew that he was talking seriously because he had a tented hand. That's hilarious. And so then Mike and I worked it out. It was on the podcast one day. We were like, okay, so flat hand's funny when you're talking about stuff. And then a tented hand means you're serious. And then a double tent means you're really serious. And then like a full like this is like Elon Musk, like dead fucking serious. You're so going to kill like someone. Dead here. serious. Yeah. Very serious. Serious. 
funny. <laughs> That's so funny. It was fun to work out with Mike. It was awesome. The yeah. hand tent's hilarious. Yeah, serious. You know you're like, yeah, see anyone with this with That's this a happening? brilliant bit. It was from the pod, and then I was like, oh, I think if I'm going to like get up on stage, I should like, work it mo- out. Like, I do feel like there's a little bit of like... <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, it's fun to get really physical with it. I think that's where I would have more fun, is if I, I could do like... That could be a funny character. Act outs, yeah. Is if you did character the, work. the person who talks with hand tones, mm-hmm. the hand tent character. You know, like on TikTok <laughs> or something. Really good, yeah. You know, just kind of like doing something kind of like like all the different levels of seriousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But saying very absurd things, yeah. possibly. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the different layers. But also a lot of it is like, I feel. Yes. How I feel. Yes. Right now is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you were disrespecting me. even the way your lips pursed as they came up (laughs) and i have a problem with that and you're just gonna go because (laughs) sorry in your stroke yes 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 that's very fun yeah that's a hot character yeah yeah and there's all of these different little yeah places you could go with it it was a great it was a good time it was a good time learning how to like hand tent hand camp out yeah yeah oh my god great Mm -hmm. bit yeah. Thanks. <laughs> are you are you doing new material right now? I am doing some new material. Exciting. Yeah. I wrote this bit recently and it's about um faces. About how faces are a lie. Like how everybody's face is just an it's just evolved. Like we're all just worms and we're trying to trick somebody into feeding us and the person with attractive faces are just good at being fed. Like, it's mm-hmm. all just a trick. Like, the face is like a flower, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's all, like, the butthole's the truth teller. Like, the butt, <laughs> like, smell, you know? Yeah. Like, smell's a real thing. But a face is a trick. It's a mirage. Uh-huh. It's just trying to catch somebody. Yeah. It's like, kind of like, I'm, and I'm, it's it's not funny yet, but it's kind of, real quickly, it's, it's like, um it moves into, like, like, flowers do that. There's an orchid called the bee orchid. Mm. And this orchid looks like a female bee. And it looks exactly like a female bee, so that a, like a so they attract virgin male bees, so that a male bee will just come and like oh like <laughs> think that it's fucking a real bee, and will just kind of like, which I think is so funny to think about this male bee just like oh fuck I'm gonna buzz, <laughs> where should I buzz? And the flowers just like give it to me, daddy. <laughs> yeah, ooh, this is the best sex I've ever had. The guy's like oh fuck. And then the like kind of like map it to like the the bee being like oh fuck the queen's gonna find out she's gonna smell it on me you're not a flower are you yeah oh on the neck on the collar yeah, there's a little oh, bit of pollen fuck. on the collar yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy and it's not even like his kids he's spreading around you know what I mean it's just like her kids and the flower the flower just tricked the bee into fuck into into spreading its kids around for his pollen right for, for its all, pollen for all that those fat sacks for those fat sacks <laughs> fat sacks of pollen. <laughs> well, um, so that for some reason is very interesting to me i also love the idea that the butthole is the truth teller oh, yeah i mean i certainly watch my dog sniff truth truth seekers dogs. Is a truth seeker yeah <laughs> and like have you ever hooked up with someone who smells weird yes and you know what that means right uh no what you're genetically you wouldn't make a strong baby you wouldn't make wow. a healthy baby so pheromone, like that's why I think dating apps don't work because you can't smell somebody through the phone. Mm-hmm. So when you smell somebody and they smell good to you, that means that your baby would be genetically healthy. And if they smell like shit to you, then you'd you'd have a pretty unhealthy baby. A weird baby. Whoa. Yeah, a weird baby. We would make weird babies. Yeah. That's so interesting. Your babies would probably get sick. Yeah. So any dude who wears like Old Spice or cologne. It's or a mask. Like that, it's a trick. It's a fucking trick. I, fucking, like the I fucking hate that. I hate cologne. I hate I hate um, uh, uh, perfume because mm-hmm. it's just a way to block your pheromones, which is the thing that matters is how you smell, how your sweat smells, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how your butthole smells. How, how your butthole your, smells. How your, you know. That's the app. That's the Yo. app is, is scratch and sniff app. Mm-hmm. A- ass app. Ass app. <laughs> and also the perfume's kind of funny because the perfume 
is based off of female flowers, which is a trick in itself. So it kind of folds on itself where it's like, you're just going to attract bees with that. Like one time I wore a, a super goop sunscreen and it, and it smelled, it had sunflower oil in it and it smelled like sunflowers. And I put it on my face and bees, I'm not even kidding, <laughs> bees were attracted to my face. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized I smell like a fucking female flower. Yeah. And they came all over. They, they came all over my face. <laughs> they came all over my face. They're trying to buzz a nut on your face. <laughs> They're trying to fucking come on my face. Goop sunscreen. Make these. <laughs> Try to come on your face. My... <laughs> it's like a free filler, though, if they sting you, you know? Yeah, just get my lips. Just, I'm just, gonna put just the lips. lips. This is a good time to <laughs> say sumo snacks. A great cannabis-infused chip. Yeah, they work. They work. <laughs> they work, yeah. Go to Sumo, get a free sample. They'll send them to you. Zesty, Zesty Ranch. And they don't attract bees. And they don't attract it's bees. It's important to say they will not attract bees. They're That's bee right. repellers, actually. Yeah. If you eat Sumo, you will yeah. not have bees sting you. A yes. bee will never sting you bee if you repellent. eat Sumo Snacks. That's right. Go to sumosnacks.com, type in the code word bee. <laughs> and see what happens. And see what happens. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> This is fun. Life's fun. Yeah. It's just all a game. Type in the words become for 38% off. Speaking of fun life and life's fun, Mm -hmm. I've been getting into DMT. Okay. Have you ever smoked DMT? I have never smoked DMT. And I am, uh, I think it's because I'm a little nervous to do it. So I'd love to hear you talk about it. I feel like you both would really love it. I love psychedelics. Yeah. I think you'd really enjoy it. So it's, it has, Okay, I've just kind of been getting into it. So okay. I'm a real novice. Yep. And I don't know that much about it. Were you introduced to it in like pen form or where? How did pen you... form. Okay. So I got it in oil. I'm really looking for powder. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if anybody has a, can a I... DMT powder hookup. DMT powder hookup. <laughs> DM me B. Just DM me the words B. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Slide in those DMs and just don't become. <laughs> but, um,. <clears throat> I really enjoy it. So I, sm- I have it in the oil form. Mm-hmm. And with the oil form, I found that I have to take more hits than I than I thought. I think with powder, you take like three hits and you blast off, which is what they call um, – you smoke it and you kind of – the only bad part about smoking DMT is that you, can, you can't smoke too much. You can only smoke too little. Huh. So if you smoke too little, you won't break through, which is going through into this kind of different dimension. They call it the spirit molecule like a different world right so you can smoke too little and kind of be stuck in this space Mm -hmm. so powder i think you have to smoke like three to four hits and then this oil i found i have to smoke like seven to ten like pretty large hits and it's a pretty rough oil like it's doesn't feel good it it doesn't feel good it kind of hurts a little bit like i feel like if you have leather lungs like if you smoke like opium opium or something like you could really (laughs) but with my lungs i can't you got to really take a large hit, hold it. But I've been really enjoying it. And I, the first couple of times I wasn't able to ba- break through, but recently I have, and it was fucking beautiful. And I think that's part of what's given me a little bit more playfulness in my life and a little bit more of like, oh, fuck it. Nothing really matters in a good way. Yeah. Because I broke through and I was greeted by these celestial female spirits and you see a bunch of geometric forms and eyes and like all this beauty and i was greeted by a bunch of women that were kind of like come come we have so much to show you and they had like it's this world where they they show you incredible unbelievable things glowing lights you see you can see aliens you can see spirits you're taken into different dimensions and your little gnomes you know will jump inside of you and you're just in this strange place but at the same time as you're seeing all this beauty you're being told so much like um i have a problem loving myself i really don't love myself and when i was talking to these women or you know they don't talk to you but they send you messages it was kind of like um you have to love yourself you have to love you like we see you Mm. like we love you and there was a woman who was um putting balls of light inside of me and taking out balls of darkness wow <laughs> and putting balls of light inside of me and um it was the most incredible experience i've ever had um and then the most notable thing for me was when i was coming down off of it because it only lasts seven minutes right it only lasts like seven to twelve minutes yeah it's, it's the working mom's drug <laughs> <laughs> i blast off 
when I put him in a bed, oh, I blast off, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm on. I'm not here. My body's here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. He's in deep sleep. So um, nice. But um, the, the most incredible thing for me was um, when I was coming down, I remember seeing my son, like seeing my son's body, and I was kind of floating around him. Mm-hmm. And I saw him looking up at something. And then I was put inside of my son and I was, and then I could see through my son's eyes and he was looking up at me and he was smiling and I could feel how much love he has for me because I was inside of him and I could see how much love I have for him. So I could feel my own love and feel this love, this unconditional love from both sides. And I could feel that force. And the whole journey of my DMT was please love yourself. You're safe. We love you here. We love you so much. Mm. We love you. Love yourself. And then from that, the message I got from that was like, oh, I need to see myself the way my son sees me. And I need to love myself the way my son loves me. And it was fucking mind blowing. That'll, yeah, that'll change your life. Fuck, that's awesome. It was awesome. That's awesome. I feel like crazy talking about DMT, so I speed through it because I feel like it's kind of nutty. You know, it's uh, I, it's so beautiful. We talked to Jim Belushi about mm. his experience to, of doing ayahuasca. Mm. And he had, you know, which is the, yeah. DMT is the molecule in ayahuasca. Yeah. And he had a similar t- story of the first time he did ayahuasca and feeling that love and acceptance. Yeah. And, the you know, and I mean, I think that's the commonality is the, the beings that you see. Yeah. And it's so amazing to hear different stories from different people about the same world yes that's what blows my mind about it blows my mind because a lot of people like talk about seeing similar stuff Mm -hmm. and it almost feels like and i don't know much about this all i know i listened to terrence mckenna about it which i really machine elves right yeah the machine elves Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people report you know seeing seeing similar things but what's interesting to me is like it's a world that you i think terrence mckenna says it doesn't require belief or it doesn't require belief or trust because it's it's there. It's not yeah. like religion or God. You don't have to, you know, trust that it's there or or, or believe, have this hopeful, I hope heaven's real. Mm-hmm. You can smoke it and visit this world. And it doesn't affect your brain or body like mushrooms. Right. Are you uh and maybe it doesn't matter. But are are you going somewhere or are these things that are inside of you that are being unlocked for you to see? And because we're all basically the same, that's why we're all seeing the same things is because it's inside of us. Or are you literally transporting to a different place? I don't know, but it feels like a transport. Okay. Because you kind of, when you're blasting off, when you're getting there, you kind of blast through all these colors. And then it feels like you bust through a membrane and you hear a crackle. And it does feel like you're breaking into a new world. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea if they're if I'm going there or if they're coming to me or but I think that was a really good point is because, you know, DMT's in plants and it's in us right now and it's I think that must be why it's kind of similar because we're all pretty we're much all the same. The same. Yeah. 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 Um when you do it, are you I I the my biggest thing with like taking a lot of mushrooms is having to con- continually tell myself oh you're tripping balls right. hey man yeah you're high yeah like i remember i just did it in palm springs and um i was like as soon as my thoughts started going to a place that was like not mm-hmm. okay with me mm-hmm. i just like put myself to bed mm-hmm. because i knew that i was tripping and mm-hmm. i didn't like where i was anymore and i was yes. like time to get the fuck out of here yes. mm-hmm. and so it's that push and pull of accepting it and rolling with it yes um but when you talk about blasting off, mm-hmm. do you does your ego just get so stripped away that there's no turning back? They call it the ego death drug. Okay. When I first started doing it, my ego got in the way, and I was told that by the by a lot of beings, where they were they had told me that um, you need to let go of your fear. You're never going to get to this world if you keep fearing it, and you need to stop being. You know, I got the message of like, don't fear, don't fear, and I think fear is like ego. Yeah, it's protective. You know? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you, like like, I'm so scared of entering this world. I need my ego to control it, and that to me was a huge struggle with DMT and my stand up was fear of control, mm-hmm. and um, 
yeah, once you drop, it's hard to do. It's hard to drop your ego and hard to enter the world because it's scary. Yeah. Um, but the trick is smoke so much that your ego can't t- come along. That's what's up. That's what, because if you don't smoke enough, that's why they say the only thing with DMT is you can smoke too little. You can't smoke too much because when you smoke enough, you're gone. Right. You're putting your ego into a sleeper hold. You're, yes, exactly. <laughs> and and choking it out. Totally. And you're leaving your ego behind. Uh huh. Like wasn't invited on the trip. Right. And if you smoke enough, then your body, it's not like one of those drugs where, you know, you can like jump off a, you're not moving. It's not like you can jump right. off a roof or anything. It's not like salvia. Yeah. It's not like salvia. Which you're, is, you know, yeah. Stay away from salvia, kids. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. mess with that. No. Tried salvia. it once, broke into a hot sweat. Oh. Never going to try it again. I yeah. did it with a friend once and he uh, went, like he had that whole experience where he didn't know where he was or who I was mm-hmm. or and it was mm-hmm. just a really bad, mm-hmm. not cool. He tried to open a window, right? Yeah. He, he went for the window and then he went for the door and it was oh, like, my no, goodness. No. And then when he came back, he was like, I never, ever want to experience that That's again. unsafe. It That's not, not DMT. DMT is not like that at all. Yeah. It is a place of love and safety and um, acceptance. Yeah. And it's it's so beautiful. And I think that you two would love it. I would love That's it. That's awesome. Especially because you guys, you guys both, you know, smoke and yeah. do mushrooms. And- yeah. And I think, you know, the thing that I love the most about my experiences with mushrooms, because for a long time, I just took them to like go to raves and stuff. And that was always fun to, you know, see the colors and laugh really hard. Yeah. But then when I started using them more therapeutically to sort of like process some of the sadnesses that I was experiencing in life and I felt the interconnectedness that mushrooms bring you where you're like, oh, we are all part of this one thing. Yeah. And the sort of like relief that came with that, I feel like this experience that you're talking about would provide a different facet of relief for some of the, the weight that I bear with, you know, just like. The things that I'm walking around holding, you know? You know, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking about this the other day. When I was younger, I did drugs to party. And mm-hmm. now I do drugs to fix my brain mm-hmm. from f- depression and anxiety and whatever else. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Is now it's more of like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm eating mushrooms to re channel my neural pathways. Yeah. <laughs> For to real. feel better about death. Yeah. And, my, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I found really helpful is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is helping me feel better about loss and death. Do you know what was interesting is after I did DMT, the next day my landlord knocked on the door and was like, um, uh, we are a little late on rent. And I was still like, after you do, you know, after you trip or something, how you're mm-hmm. kind of like, what? Red homes. <laughs> Who cares, man? Yeah. Like what? We're still doing that. Yeah, like, we're still doing taxes. Yeah, what? That's her all- bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I tried to do taxes on mushrooms, yeah. and I was like, "What is this? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> what are we talking about?" But I wanted to be like to my landlord. It's like we're all just renting our bodies, man. <laughs> do you pay rent to your body, dude? I'm just like, oh my god. And she's like, I'm sorry. What are what? you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> about? Imagine- you have to pay rent. It's like, oh, I don't see doctors anymore because I'm not paying that landlord, baby. <laughs> that building manager, fuck that. <laughs> no, you definitely broke your arm. Nah, man. No, nah, man. <laughs> I'm not falling for that shit. It's building management. <laughs> I'm just making you think of how infuriating the summer of love must have been to all of the establishment people who were just like, what are you talking about? They're like, fuck you, man. Nothing matters. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God, how infuriating. That's so funny. Just even like, Oh, that's such, that's so funny. Like, just what? Yeah. Landlords like an entire, and parents yeah. and people who run stores. Where, yeah. I'm not buying this. <laughs> Money isn't real. <laughs> it's just a fucking construct, man. Yeah. yeah, but you're like stealing. Yeah, that's mine. You can't have it. And by the way, you can keep my shoes. How about that trade? I'll give you my shoes. I don't want your fucking shoes. Yeah. Give me money. Get out. <laughs> Put a shirt on, Jesus! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, it truly oh, is. Funny. Uh, which actually, speaking of one topic, I wanted to talk about. We, Mary Jane and I, have a mutual friend named Baldev, who I don't know if you've met Baldev before. I don't think so. Uh, but he is deep into fish. Oh, and um, I was on Molly with him once, and we were in that like peak connective mm. moment on Molly. Mm. Um, where he was explaining fish to me and I deeply understood it without ever actually having been to a show yet. Beautiful. And 
you get down with that as well, correct? Yes, this is a fish. Is that a Golgi fish? apparatus? That's a fish, That's a fish uh, one of my favorite uh, fish songs. Um, yeah, um, fishes, I've seen, I believe, over 100 fish shows. What? That's like a yeah. half a year of shows. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Is it because of the whippets that you can do in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, that's why. I just, yeah, I never go in. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> just tailgating. <laughs> Some of the best times. Um, but yeah, Fishes is, it's just my favorite band. I love fish so much. Um, is it well, just I... fish or is it the noodle in general? Do you love the noodle? I like... love jam bands, but yeah. fish especially. Okay. Fish is very special to me. They're very, uh, um, they're just... Musically, it's just so fucking talented. Their lyrics are really funny and goofy and silly. The camaraderie of the fans, you know, like we're all just so tight knit. And the fans are so, like the people of Fish, the fans of Fish are so fun. I've met most of my friends on Fish Tour. Are drugs important to it? Um, Yes, I think that they are. But at the same time, I've seen plenty of shows sober. And to be honest, those are my favorite shows. That I would shows. never have guessed. That yes. is a surprise. I think it's fun to like trip on and see fish, or I've definitely done a ton of drugs seeing fish. But the ones that I can get into more and I remember the most are the ones where I'm sober. Because hmm. sometimes anxieties creep up with me when I'll do um, LSD in public. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to be alone when I trip. So sometimes when I do it at a big, giant fish show filled with hundreds, thousands of people, um, I'll be able to tune into the music and then kind of tune out and tune in and tune out and kind of my I have too many minds but sometimes when I'm sober I can really just focus more on the music in a way where I don't feel self-conscious mm-hmm. and you still enjoy it I enjoy it no matter what yeah fucking cool it's the best band in America in the world it's the best fish is the best band in the world okay right on it's hard for me to argue because I've never experienced it we gotta uh we gotta go to a show I feel like I have to go to a show. I had one experience. I've never liked jam bands. Like the noodle kind of always made me crazy. They're more than a noodle. Yeah. They're rock and roll. Okay. I, I need to go because I, I did have one moment where I lived with uh, Deadheads for a while. Uh-huh. And one day they were all like doing nitrous in the living room or whatever. Yeah. And we and they had the uh, Grateful Dead on. And I was perfectly stoned. And I remember like this, the way the sun was slanting in through the window. Mm, beautiful. And like just it just hit it caught me like yeah. what, that moment where I, heard, I I felt and heard the music I think like they do like people who really love that kind of yeah. music and I was like oh I kind of get it it was just a brief glimpse but I feel like if I went to a fish show yeah. with you and I knew how to yeah. listen to it maybe I would get into it it is so fun it's just a party and the dancing feels good I mm-hmm. mean like like speaking of like trauma and depression like all that stuff like dancing is so good for depression and trauma mm-hmm. and just kind of shaking it out and just like really yeah you know when like a gazelle is being chased by a lion i don't know if you've ever watched footage of that mm-hmm. but like after the if the gazelle outruns the lion it'll do this thing where it shakes its whole body because of all the trauma because if you let things sit it actually can um, atrophy your muscle mm-hmm. if you Whoa. let trauma sit mm-hmm. so dancing like there's something about dancing to fish where it feels so good it's so fun the music is so good it's a party it it tickles every part of you and can't you can't help but smile and it's like i feel so good after a fish show mm, I that's love that. awesome so happy a soul tickler I, do you know goose have you heard I of like goose, goose. i'm you going to like see goose. them in august are you going to see them at the greek uh i didn't know that they were attending the greek i have an extra ticket <laughs> goose is being touted right now as the next fish oh, potentially okay i just learned from baldev shout out baldev again but goose i heard a song driving with him and i was like what is this and he's like this is goose dude you gotta get into goose yeah gotta train just goose. sat in with them really yeah train Sagio, the the lead guitarist of uh fish just sat in with goose and nice. you're gonna go all right yeah Greek. i have an extra ticket we should we should buy another one so that we can all go together sh- maybe so yeah that sounds fucking cool and I'd love to let, take you guys to fish next time they're in town. Okay. Maybe okay. The so the checklist from this episode is we're all going to do DMT. Yep. Yeah. We're all going to go to Goose and Fish. We're yeah. going to dance. We're going to dance. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and uh, not be tricked by. I'm going to sniff buttholes and yeah. sniff buttholes. Definitely sniff more butts. <laughs> I like this. That's so. That's a good great. checklist. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's so nice. Um, I don't know. Do we need to do plugs and stuff? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. 
I like hanging out. We haven't seen you in a long time. This yeah. is so nice. What are we plugging? What are you plugging? What are you? Yeah. Oh, pl- what are you excited about? Oh, I thought we were plugging the stuff. Oh, oh no. no. What you? You're you're. What the am plug. I plugging? Yeah. Um, uh, I have um a couple shows coming up. Uh, you can find it on my Instagram at Murder Death Casey. <laughs> Murder <Sorry>. Death Casey. <laughs> Meredith Casey Anthony. <laughs> it's so. For anyone who's listening, who's like, I wonder what her deal is. I think we really summed it up right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's DMT. It's fish. Yeah. It's murder, death, Casey. <laughs> Dark and twisted Kid. sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see your new stuff on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm working on it. I can't wait to see your new stuff, too. I haven't yeah. seen you perform comedy since the JFL thing. Yeah. And that was bad. I was not ready. It was not It fun. did not go good for... I didn't feel great. I don't think it was a really good show. It was an awful show. Yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't know what JFL is, it's just for laughs. And uh, I worked really hard on my audition. Mm-hmm. I went out there. I did a bad job. I was in front of people who did not want to be there. And overall, it felt bad. And that was my only experience so far. And I would like to go back because I'm a better comedian now. Mm-hmm. I'm more ready for it. I wasn't ready. I think I'm more ready time, for it now, too. You know, I think f- to be fair to them and myself, I just wasn't ready. And mm-hmm. that's it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you got a callback. I did. So what are we talking about? But I didn't get it. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but that callback feels real good. Yeah, it yeah. definitely felt good. Yeah. It also, I also... I mean, I'd love to get JFL, but it's also not even something I'm pining for or aiming for. Like, my aim is, like, I want to get really good, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Well, and it also doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we can talk for a minute about this. Sure. Like, Comedy Central, Netflix, Just for Laughs, Late Night Sets, all of these things can be validating they can be a great credit to get a club to fuck with you. But at the end of the day, if you just drop really great reels and TikToks and you're fucking funny, then it doesn't matter. And then they end up like bringing you to perform at JFL and you just skip the line mm-hmm. of auditions. Like I have so many friends who are doing shows at JFL this year mm-hmm. who didn't get new faces. They didn't get any mm-hmm. of that. They're just great at comedy yeah. now. So they're getting to do comedy. Yeah. I have a lot of respect and love for JFL. And I love to do it, but I also don't need it. Yeah. Like, I'm also like, if it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, because I'm tired of chasing it. For years, I've been chasing it. For like five years. Because it's everything. Because I've been chasing it. And then I'm like, why why fuck with people who don't fuck with you? Mm-hmm. That's real talk. I just unfollowed a bunch of people on Instagram for that very reason. Yeah, fuck That's with real. the people who fuck with you. Yep. Yeah. Real talk. Mm-hmm. yeah i just had a moment where i had reposted something and then mike was like you know they don't follow you right and i was like what and i went and looked and they'd unfollowed me and i was like oh, no. what no 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 we're not doing this silly do this. silly <laughs> silly that stuff it felt like super junior high but i was just like what anyway totally yeah i'm like it doesn't matter I'm i don't even put my fuck, energy there dude i don't even fucking look at people's shit on instagram anymore like i like i i <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just like that app makes me feel like shit mm-hmm. every time i open it yeah mm-hmm. So don't yeah. follow her there. I don't. go on. Actually, you know what? Don't. <laughs> I'm deleting it. It's just means to an end. You know what? I go on and I post something about shows or my kid and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I stay on there and scroll, what the fuck? It's just a waste of t- just It feels a- like a waste of time. Yeah. For me. So don't follow so, us at so Weed and Grub. Don't follow us at Weed and Grub. Don't email us at wgweedandgrub.com. Don't yeah. watch our reels. Don't leave a review or five stars. Thank you, Lizzie Bones, for recently leaving one. Yes, everyone. Don't leave reviews. Definitely don't. 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 And do don't that. click five stars. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> Your voices, you're like, uh. <laughs> uh, Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> we hate you. No. We good? love you. No. We love you. We love you. Please follow us and give us reviews and write to us and give us validation and leave us kisses in the DMs. Yeah, we love the kisses in yeah, the DMs. Like kisses and it's been a minute since i got a whisk pick if anyone wants to send me a whisk whisk pick pick? it's a pick of a whisk wait oh really just a whisk yeah for a while there um people were just dming me whisk picks because they knew that i thought it was funny and said i was like i don't want dicks nice i got a really old school whisk an old whisk i'm gonna send you will you send me a whisk it's like an old metal whisk slide in there yeah big fat whisk i I had one chef sent me a picture of an industrial whisk and it felt so dirty i was like (gasps) Because it was big, It right? was big and fat, and I was like, oh, my God. This <laughs> was it on a so steel sick. countertop? Yeah. 
And it felt like I'm horny. Salacious. I was I'm like so wet right now. This chef wants to fuck shit up. <laughs> what are you going to make with that, Daddy? What are you going to make with that big fat Brownies, whisk, baby? Eggs? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Some fat, juicy rolls. Oh. Dough. Who knows? Yeah. So send me whisk picks. <laughs> um, send me... Um, I don't know. Yeah, what do you want in your DMs? I'd like... Um, Oh, I was about to say DMT powder. <laughs> I'd, like, yeah. I'd like DMT powder hookups. Yep. Um, I'd also like just something nice. Yeah, compliments. A compliment would be nice. Okay. Send Meredith compliments. You heard it here. There it is. Perfect. Nice way to end. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great. Hey, this is so hanging. fun. I love Thank you guys. You. I miss you guys. This love is you. lovely. Come back anytime. I will. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.